Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Victoria Vertine. And I am your host, Mikkel Snyder. What's up, Mikkel? How you doing? I'm currently angrily shaking my fist at the ephemeral concept of time. <laughs> 2022 is somehow almost over, and I, I don't like that. I don't like that. So weird. I mean, we've we've been talking about time dilation for literally two years now, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel like November specifically went really fast. Like, I feel like October felt like it had way more weeks than normal. Mm -hmm. And then November was like, okay, it's November 1st, and now it's Thanksgiving, and I'm not quite sure how that happened. Do you have a game for me today? I do have a game for you today, and I'm excited about this one, because this is a numbers game. Oh, no. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this this week's Mad Libs features a bunch of statistics, years, anniversaries and other some such where you get to guess the number. Um you don't have to guess the number exactly, but if you get within like the range of it, it's going to be great. It's going to be okay. great. Are, are you right. excited? Yeah. I let's do this. I'm excited. The first SpongeBob SquarePants movie celebrated a recent anniversary on the 14th of November. How many years since it was since it was originally released? <laughs> okay, specifically the first movie. Yes, the first SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Mm, okay. I feel like SpongeBob is like weirdly like 25 years old or something. Like like yeah. way longer yeah. than you think. So I'm going to go movie-wise, I'm going to say that it's, oh, do I go that high? I'm going to say it's the 20th anniversary. That's actually really close. It's the 18th anniversary of of the movie. All right. It's because I don't really believe in celebrating, like, off years for things like that. Like, I feel like you should celebrate the fives for, like, movies and such. I, I concur. So as such, since you got to the closest five-year interval, we're going to give you the point. <laughs> Yay! Uh, doing good! All right. This... I'm sorry for this one, but this is oh, something no. that's very niche to me. Okay. Um, yep. So, Bank of America did a deep dive on Hasbro's Magic the Gathering trading card game and determined that Wizards of the Coast had been overprinting cards and destroying the long-term value of the business. As such, Hasbro's stock has dropped by this percent after a double downgrade from buy to underperforming. Wow. Okay, I have so many thoughts about this just in general. <laughs> Number one, Bank of America has nothing better to do than this. I, I feel like they should be doing other things. But at the same time, I also think that if it has not already very soon, this will be like how economics teachers explain inflation <laughs> to their classes. Yeah. Because um, yeah. that's Very just what this is. Um, Very much so. Okay, but now I have to pick an actual number. A percent. <sighs> okay. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how things are valued. I don't know what a double downgrade is. Um, I feel like 
It's definitely got to be double digits, but I feel like if it was over 50%, that would be like that it would have been bigger news. I'm so, going to I'm going to give you a lifeline here. I'm going to give you a lifeline here. Oh no. Um, Okay. Stocks deal with lots of money, so yeah. uh, it, it, it's in the single digits. It's in oh, the single digits. Okay, all right. But like, right. as a reminder for any economic folks, like we're talking about a very, very profitable industry, so like dipping down even single digit percentage yeah. points is bad. That's fair. Okay, I'm gonna say seven percent, just because it was the first number that came to my mind. That's close. It was 5.2%. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't... I... Clearly not a capitalist, because that seems like... It doesn't seem like a lot, does it? Right? No. Right? But then you remember, like, you're dealing with stuff that's, like, in the millions as a baseline, so, like, it's just... It's wild. Yeah, I guess. I... It's just, like, if I lost 5.2% of (laughs) my savings account, that would be, like... A nickel, which I lose in my car every week. Like that? That's about as much as what? A utility on a good week? Um, <laughs> okay, what else have we got? We crossed a global milestone this year as a whole, like, collective species, as we, we crossed a particular threshold of X number of people this week. Do you know how many billion people now are on Earth? I think we're at eight, aren't we? We are. We are, in fact, at eight. Mm-hmm. Yes, I seem to remember a slightly calm Bill Nye telling me this when I was a child, that like, we're at 7 billion and that's kind of scary, and then I remember a not at all calm Bill Nye telling me that (laughs) fairly recently of like, we're going to cross 8 billion people, and we've got some issues, folks. So, yeah, Bill Nye for the win. I feel like... Like, I personally, and you personally, did not let Bill Nye down, but, like, collectively, I feel like we have, and, like, that hurts. yeah. Yeah, That hurts a lot. Yeah, Um, Bill Nye's latest show was just him being disappointed with all of the science children that he did not not properly inspire. It's not our fault. It's Um, not. Politicians didn't watch Bill Nye. No, no, they did not. So, all right. Two more. Okay. All right, all right. Doing good. All right. So Elizabeth Holmes, founder and former CEO of Theranos, who has famously been betrayed by Amanda Seinfeld and was supposed to be betrayed by Jennifer Lawrence, has been sentenced to this number of years in prison for, you know, founding a company on uh, fumes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I also think that I know this one um, because it got a lot of press. I have feelings about the amount of press that it received, but I'm pretty sure this number is 11. Yes. Uh, the 11 technical, it's 11.25, but uh, okay. who, who's count quarters of prison years? Yeah. Like, honestly. All right. I'm doing so good today. You're doing great. And this is, this is my personal favorite headline that we've had on the show thus okay. far. So are, are you ready for I'm ready, yes. All right. The New York Times reported that a staggering number of minks had escaped from a form in Northwest Ohio. The number of minks on the form originally varied from 25K to 40K. I understand that minks are rodents. And so, Uh like, large numbers when you're talking about rodents is is fairly typical. But, like, that is... 
But that 25 is to 40 is so, a terrifying statistic. So many minks. And some wow. number of them escaped. So how, how many wow. how many minks do you think escaped from the 25 to 40,000 <laughs> that stranded on the floor? Um... Um, okay. I'm gonna say we've gotta be looking at thousands. So I'm gonna say fifty two hundred. That that's five thousand two hundred, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, now if you double it then you Oh my them. god, wow. There are there are ten thousand minks unaccounted for after they escape from, from this farm. Um wow. do we get a claymation mink version of Chicken Run. I mean, I don't think we can just because I don't think there were 10,000 chickens. That's <laughs> um, so many minks, Victoria. That is a ton of minks. And like minks and like, are, they are rodents, but they're not super tiny. I mean, I guess capybaras are really big rodents, but like minks are not the size of mice. They are like oh. ferrets. And, like, I'm, I'm also <laughs> concerned that, like, we don't have a more precise number than 25 to 40,000. That's 15,000 discrepancies of, of minks. Well, that's a big discrepancy of mink. And on that true. note, after completing a free two victory, we're going to take a break from Mad Libs and come back with our usual Woo. segment. Oh, my God. 10,000. 10,000 minks. Wow. And we are back. So for our big ticket today, I am going to talk about some new animation that is coming up. We've got three new animation things, some of which I'm more excited about than others. I'll start with the one that I'm, I don't even know how to feel about, which is just that there's going to be a new DC animated movie called The Legion of Superheroes, and it kind of looks like a not as enthusiastic version of My Hero Academia because you're just like training new superheroes, which is fine, I guess. I feel like we do it a lot and they don't get the best training, if I'm honest. (laughs) But historically, DC animation has been better than definitely DC live action and sometimes Marvel animation, if if we're honest. It is, however, going straight to Blu-ray, which is like, I don't, I don't even know how I feel about Blu-ray. It's a choice. It's a choice that's happening when you have streaming services to put this out on. But we will, in fact, look for it on Blu-ray, Warner Brothers. So yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about Legion of Superheroes. It's fine, I guess. More excited about the other things. These I will do in chronological order of release date. So, in February of 2023, we're going to get My Dad the Bounty Hunter, which looks so freaking adorable. So, it is about a black family with a single dad and his two kids, and they decide to stow away and, like, go to work with him because they think that, like, it would be really cool to surprise him at work. That's bad logic, but they're kids, so it's fine. Turns out, he works as a space bounty hunter. (laughs) 
<laughs> which is fine. Uh, and I think there's a lot to be said about like maybe bounty hunters as a profession and societies that require them and like <laughs> black men being put in that position. But that is a really meta way to look at something that objectively looks really sweet and really cute and I think is going to have a lot of kind of family values and good adventures and things like that. So that's coming in February. I'm excited for that. And then in June, we get Elemental, which is about a world of elemental beings And then the two main characters, Ember, who's a fire elemental, and Wade, who's a water elemental, bet you couldn't tell by their names, they, like, meet and hang out. And I don't know if they become friends or if they become more than friends or if they're just like, eh, we're gonna hang out together. The the tagline is Opposites React, which I think is cool and science-y. I was hoping it was gonna be super science-y and we were gonna get, like, table of elements elements but I don't like periodic table elements I don't think we're gonna get that I think we're just gonna get like fire water air earth but that's cool too you know the last airbender is great so that's coming out in June I'm excited about those two specifically DC is also happening how do you feel about those things Mikkel I shall go in the same order that you did uh (laughs) DC Animation has a rule of thumb has always been better than its live action counterparts for mm-hmm. very, very few exceptions. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm i still of the very, very dedicated opinion that we should stop making live action DC movies and <laughs> give all of them to the animators because like, they know how it works. They've been telling stories and like out of, out of like the last like DC animated projects that that have come out. I think the worst one uh, was Batman the Killing Joke, which just mm. made a bunch of questionable decisions all over the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we don't talk about that, and it's fine. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, like, I, I love Young Justice. I love... They had a Super Sons movie that just came out a couple weeks ago. A couple months ago. Time is fake. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to this. I will wait for it to eventually end up on HBO Max, like all DC animated movies eventually do after enough waiting. So that that's my thoughts on that. Also, you're, you're right. It was just like, oh, this is my hero. Except my hero is like the best in the business right now when it comes mm-hmm. to like academia uh, superheroing. So uh, my dad, the bounty hunter, looks fun. It looks it looks like a, a good good kids movie. Um, I like some of the creature designs that they had very briefly shown. Um, also, also share similar sentiments about like bounty hunting being being the thing that like you anchor this to. Um, but you know, it's fine. It looks it looks fun. It's it's clearly for kids, and I will enjoy it nonetheless. Um, I think I think you and I should go to Pixar and pitch periodic as the sequel to Elemental. Oh, I like it. I like it. So I think I think we do like a time jump forward, like they did in in Avatar: The Last Airbender, where we just sort of like we have we have the city of elements, and then in the Pixar universe, their jump forward is to where they have uh, gone to the actual actual elements. Um, it's very it's very funny to me that the Greek understanding of like fire, earth, water, and wind has become like the cultural baseline of what an elemental is even though that is so far away from the the uh, 
the actual chemical definition, but it looks good. It's a Pixar movie, so I'm gonna like it. It also very much has, like, Republic City vibes, which is not yeah. a bad thing. It's just also sort of like, I swear we, we did this already. <laughs> yeah. But also, it takes it takes years to make animation, so, like, who's to say when things were made when? So, I'm looking forward to it. Pixar is always, always gonna have a piece of my heart. Like, they, they make good movies. They look great. They they obviously care about what they do, and it's it's evident. And on that note, it is time for our not patented, patented lightning round. We should find a shorter way to say that, huh? <laughs> I think it's iconic now. I think we have to say it that way. You're right. We have to commit to the bit. So mm-hmm. uh, there's so much news in any given week, and we can only highlight so much. But we want to continue to try to highlight as much as, as we can to make sure that you're in the know. So here are some five bullet points to, to end the episode. So... Uh, early this morning, on November 20th, we got reports that Jason David Frank, the beloved actor who played the Green Power Ranger Tommy Oliver, uh, passed away. Uh, he is a geek icon, he loved the convention circuit, and he's just iconic as the Green Ranger and several other Rangers throughout the course of the franchise, so that hurts. It hurts. It hurts having a childhood icon taken away, but that is, that's how it goes sometimes, so... A little bit more sad news, um, Chris Hemsworth also announced that he would be taking some time off following the revelation that he had a genetic predisposition to Alzheimer's while he was filming the new uh, Disney Plus series Limitless, so best of luck to him as well. That That's a tough uh, diagnosis right there. We're gonna pivot to good things and happier things. For any Xbox fans still in the market, uh, Microsoft has kept the promise not to raise the prices of the consoles and is in fact cutting them for the holiday season as the Xbox Series S is now only going to be $249.99 this Black Friday shopping spree season with decorative packaging as well. Um, From Deadline, Lionsgate has acquired the feature adaptation of the hit Sega video game Streets of Rage with Derek Kolstad of John Wick Frame attached as the writer and producer. If you put anyone from John Wick attached to anything, I'm, I'm sold. So, um, and then finally, uh, Winter Tidings bring good things to the Letterkenny fans as the new season is going to be premiering on Hulu December 26th. If you are in Canada, uh, you could get it on the 25th on Crave, but I'm very excited for that. So, if you want more from the Black Nerd Problems broadcast network, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch, where we do all sorts of variety contests everywhere. So... That was This Week in Nerd News. Tune in next week for more Pop Culture. I'm your host, Nicole Snyder. I'm your host, Victoria Bertine. And remember to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll catch you next week, folks.